You're listening to Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. When I present our program, Carmelite's Conversations with Mark Danis and Francis Harry. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to Carmelite Conversations on Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. This is Francis Harry, your host. I'm sorry, Mark is not with me tonight, but I have two guests, so we're in for a double portion for this program. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you're tuning in with us today because guess what? We're celebrating our 200th program. Somebody's been counting, and they told me we have 200 programs as of this program. So we're at a historic moment. So I give thanks to God, and I thank you. Uh, Mark and I never expected to go so long, and we're very grateful for your support and encouragement over the years. And we have a lot more to talk about, a lot more Carmelite conversations in store for you. But today we have a special program for you on Catholic apps. Now, all of you with smartphones know what we're talking about there, Catholic apps. Um, But uh, I'll let our guests explain all that. I'm going to start with a prayer, but I I want us to be thinking of all the people in Louisiana, because we connect to our main station down in Louisiana in Alexandria, and I think about uh, um, 60 miles south of them, they have... um, historic floods going on. I mean, water going up to the windows. So, uh, And we have a, a diehard fan down there, Gabriel, who um, I know is suffering consequences of that flooding. So we want to keep all the people in Louisiana in prayer. And of course, we've got the fires in California. We've got really big issues in Oklahoma that we've got to pray for right in this hour. So we've got a lot, a lot of things to pray for. So, um, Because it is the solemnity of the Assumption of Mary, our mother, I've picked this prayer from a homily from St. John Damison. Um, And so let us get recollected and put our worries aside, trusting in the Lord, and let us sign ourselves and pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We too approach thee today, O Queen. And again, I say, O Queen, O Virgin Mother of God, staying our souls with our trust in Thee as with a strong anchor, lifting up mind, soul, and body, and all ourselves to Thee, rejoicing in psalms and hymns and spiritual canticles, we reach through Thee one who is beyond our reach on account of His Majesty. If, as the divine word made flesh taught us, honor shown to servants is honor shown to our Lord, how can honor shown to thee, his mother, be slighted? How is it not most desirable? Those who think of thee should recall the memory of thy most precious gift as the cause of our lasting joy. How it fills us with gladness. How the mind that dwells on this holy treasury of thy grace enriches itself. Watch over us, O Queen, the dwelling place of our Lord. Lead and govern all our ways as thou wilt. Lead us into the calm harbor of the divine will. Make us worthy of future happiness through the sweet and face-to-face vision of the word made flesh through thee. With him, glory, praise, power, and majesty be to the Father and to the holy and life-giving spirit, now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, the first guest that I'm going to introduce you to 
is the one who introduced me to the second guest. So, so I'm going to start with our first guest. His name is Tim Beat. He's a member of our Mother of Good Counsel Secular um, Carmelite Community um, in Dayton, um, the same one that Mark and I belong to. <laughs> and along with his wife, she happens to be our president. Um, they have four children, one of whom is a Dominican sister. We're so excited about that. Tim works for a nonprofit that creates affordable housing for seniors. And he's actually the one that designed our Carmelite Conversations website, you know, carmeliteconversations.com. I hope you visit there. And he came up with the idea of doing a program on technology that we can use to help us in our vocation as Carmelites. Um, and he actually discovered our next guest, Jennifer Kane, while he was looking for good Catholic apps. Um, Tim is in the studio with me, so... Welcome, Tim. How are you? I'm great, Francis. How are you? <laughs> I'm so overjoyed that we got connected and we have you. And I think we have our next guest on the line. I'm going to read about her. Um, Jennifer Kane. She's from the Diocese of Buffalo, New York. She's an evangelist and she's a secular discast Carmelite. All in the family here. Woohoo! She's a wife, mother, and grandmother, and she's an avid Catholic app user who works in the field of corporate communications. So she knows all this stuff, and, and I am the most ignorant in this field of this conversation. So we're going to get an education. She has a BA in journalism and a master's in English. And what began as an email service to priests and seminarians looking for quality Catholic apps for mobile devices has grown into a world wide community of Catholic app enthusiasts looking for and recommending great Catholic apps. So welcome, Jennifer. Are you there? I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on, and congratulations on this 200th program for you guys on this uh, glorious feast day of Our Lady. Oh, well, thank you, and we're so glad to have you join us on our Carmelite Conversation, and we're really looking forward to learning a lot about Catholic apps. So I'm going to start with the first question for Tim, since he uh, discovered you for me. Um, Tim, we began talking a while back about doing a program about technology and how it fits within the life of a secular Carmelite. So I want to know what interests you about technology, and how does it help you in Carmel? Well, I've really always been interested in uh, technology. My dad was an electrical engineer, and he worked with some of the very first computers. Um, I remember when I graduated from college in 1984, I bought one of the very first Macintosh computers. So technology's really always been a part of my life. But what really interests me is how you can use technology um, to increase your spiritual life. And uh, oftentimes we think about the bad parts of technology, that it's distracting or... Um, addicting. You know, <laughs> addicting. And, um, it, but I think there's some very positive things um, that we can, uh, we can look at, too. It's interesting. If you look at some of the studies out there, some studies say that adults use electronic media more than 11 hours a day. Wow. And the, the stat that really got me was that most people check their smartphones 150 f times a day. <laughs> so, I'd, I'd say my, my daughter might be more than that. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> So t the technology can really eat up our time in right. a big part of our day. Um, but on the other hand, as secular Carmelites, we're asked to do many things that refocus where we spend our time. And we're asked to, to meditate every day, um, to give time to spiritual reading, to pray the office, and to seek interior silence. And so what's interesting to me is how can these two things um, 
go together? How can we use technology to help it with our call to be Carmelites? Well, I'm sure Jennifer's going to help us with that. But Jennifer, let me ask you, before we get into all of the Catholic apps, um, can you please just tell us a little about, about your call to Carmel and how long you've been in Carmel and how much you love Carmel? <laughs> <laughs> love to. Well, I've been involved since uh, the year 2006. Um, I, I think I was officially called in 2005, but it, this has been a long, long journey, as it is for uh, probably everybody and um, that, is, that is a Carmelite. And it's really part of a continuation of the development of my own personal relationship with God. And in a sense, you know, it's a development of our love affair. And so this is just a, a fruit of that. You know, what I, what I do in Carmel, it, my, my answering that call, first of all, which was very surprising to me in some sense, but yet I really felt coming home spiritually. And um, mm-hmm. so that's how I got started. Well, thank you for sharing that. Jennifer, tell us about your website. It's catholicaptitude.org. Um, what is it and why did you start it? Right. Well, this started out, uh, first of all, Catholic apps are very, it started out, a little funny. Uh, I, you'll probably remember back when we all used PDAs, <laughs> we, as we call them, yeah, right. personal digital assistants, and and they had an app on there um, that 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 was a checklist. And so I looked at that, and 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 I'm looking at it as a, a Carmelite. <laughs> this checklist that I can put little check marks on and and add up all these, put in the, all these little boxes. So I created a rosary out of those check marks. And then I was watching, so that way I could just have a digital rosary with me. In case I didn't have one, right. I could use my, my mm-hmm. little PDA. And then I saw a gentleman on EWTN one night, and he pulled out his PDA, and he said that he created a, a rosary app on his device. And I thought, oh, he probably used the checklist as well. So I think it just started out in very crude form, like so much of technology does, and then it becomes more advanced and more glitzy and... And then Apple came out with these wonderful things called apps and that we have on our smartphones and tablets. And so with that, I, I started looking into, um, in the app world, uh, in, in the Apple world particularly, because that's really where the app development started, um, that we know it as we know it today. And I started looking and seeing what all they had in there that had something remotely to do with living my Catholic faith. And so... Eventually, I you know I stumbled upon I think a nicer rosary, so I started with that, and then there were some other apps that may perhaps had prayers, and then there was um, a little app called Universalis that had was offering the liturgy of the hours, and so then the next thing you know, I'm, so I'm using these, and we had seminarians that were coming to our parish um, on a yearly basis uh, for their pastoral year. And so they would be trained by our parish priests for the year. And so I got to know them. And then he, they would ask me what my recommendations were. And I got to know some of the other di- diocesan priests. They would email me or they would call me or I'd see them someplace. And they'd say, hey, you got any great apps there? What would you recommend or what's out there? What can I put on my phone? And so that's how it started. And so I was just emailing right and left. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to take all this and dump it onto a website. So I put it all in one long page that scrolled forever. And then from there, I broke it up and created something a little more organized. 
Well, Jennifer, you've said on, on your website, because uh, I know you blog and you also have all these, I mean, you've got a very, uh, a wonderful site. It's, it's full. <laughs> Everybody should go check it out. But you said on there, every point of contact, whether as an app or a recording or a book, is an invitation to get to know Jesus Christ and the good news he brings to all. So I'd like to ask you, what are some of the stories of how you've seen the apps or the other electronic technology, media, bring people closer to God? Well, I don't know if I've seen this um, so much on a, on a personal level with people, but I understand how these devices, if you, have, you have to understand the medium to begin with, and it's a very personal medium. It's not like mm-hmm. other things, like television is a large set, it's in your home, a bunch of people look at it, it's loud. These are personal right. mediums that are small screens that we cup in our hands. And we spend a lot of time gazing upon the screen. And we spend a lot of time with our, and then our, our ears are listening through these little tiny earbuds. And stuff's getting fed into our ears and our eyes are drinking in whatever's beautiful things on the screen or, or information or whatever it is. And so that's the type of medium we're dealing with. It's incredibly personal. And so apps are developed in that sense of invading into that personal space, taking a place, taking a seat in that person's personal space. And Catholic apps really, really meld well into that environment. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples where where we see this dramatically. One is iBrievery that came out, I think it was last year, two years ago, with an Arabic version. Now, why is that important? Because in a lot of countries in this world, people are not allowed to carry religious books or read from religious books in, in open public. Uh-uh. So now, with iBrievery in Arabic, people are looking at their phone. Nobody knows what they're reading. This is their own personal, mm-hmm. private experience, and this is, and it's, they can continue living their faith life and not get in trouble. So... And, or ah. suffered some dire, dire consequence for it. So there's one small example of how one app developer went out there and, and created something or ad, added something to already uh, an already popular pro, uh, app program to help that segment of the app-using population. Also, I was in France uh, a few years ago, and the priest who we were saying a private mass just in a house, and uh, we were traveling, and uh, a lot of the uh, local neighbors came to the Mass, and they hadn't been to Mass for quite a long time, and we're Americans. And uh, so we, but we invited them to this, and they, they came, and we whipped out our phones and started bringing up the text of the Mass, and I did the readings off my phone, and they, they all murmured to each other, oh, is this how they do things, say Mass in America these days? <laughs> <laughs> so, you never know. I, I can see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they were introduced to this. It's still a little shocking to a lot of people to see phones in church or in, in a mass setting, but um, but there they are nonetheless. Okay. Well, um, I, and I want to get to that if we have time. I want to get back to that uh, using uh, cell, your smartphones in the church. We'll get to that maybe. Uh, in a little bit, but I, I know we uh, Tim had some questions that we want to get to first. 
Jennifer, what process sure. do you use to test and review apps? Like, how do you how do you find them? How what's the review process that you go through? Right. Well, first of all, I, I, I'm I'm I want to make the disclaimer that I don't claim to have everything. You know, it's not a definitive listing of everything out there. That's for sure. It's what I've come across. It's what we're seeing in um, a lot of multiple, you know, reviews in, in all kinds of Catholic media and um, news-type media, blogs. Uh, if you sift through a lot of Catholic uh, Internet uh, material that's out there, they're gonna, certain apps are going to constantly resurface. And certain, certain apps are going to be discovered by somebody, let's say, and, they'll, and it'll be some wonderful little gem somebody will talk about, and it'll get passed along in Twitter or whatever. So the normal means that we, we come to, to discover uh, apps, that's, that's one way. Um, another way is, uh, the, the, you know, the priests that I know um, and uh, the, 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 the priest seminarians, other Catholic laity, Carmelites, I'm constantly asking people, "What's on your phone?" <laughs> I'm just interested to see what you, what kind of apps do you like? What do you use? And uh, I was at the Catholic Media, um, oh, it was Catholic Press Association 2015 was in Buffalo, and I attended that conference. And I asked a number of the journalists there what they had on their phones, and it wasn't all that much different than what I had on mine either, because they all had uh, pretty much the you know the more popular apps out there. But we're, we're continually mining uh, for gold, uh, so to speak, uh, out there to see, to, to see uh, what gems can be uh, uncovered. And one of the ways we can do that also is on CatholicAppetitudes.org, we have recommendations links. So you can go into our recommendation page, anybody. It's a worldwide network now of Catholic app enthusiasts, and they, they chime in with what they absolutely can't live without. I love this app, and this is, here's why. So we like to take a look at oh, some of those. And, um, and so our, our own users of CatholicAptitude.org that come, come onto the site, they're looking for apps, but they have a lot of wealth of knowledge as well, and they share, uh, they've shared some really wonderful things with us. It's really and a did wonderful you ask resource, how we test? because if you... I was just going to say, if you go to the you know the Apple Store, the App Store, and you type in Catholic, you get hundreds and hundreds of apps, and to be able to sort through them is very difficult. But your website does a lot of the work for you and being able to make it a little bit more manageable. But yeah, how how do you we test do? That, you know, they're sure they're they're very um, they, <laughs> apps are like cars. I mean, <laughs> like anything, any other <laughs> any other commercial product out there. I mean, they. They can be very cheap. Some can be very cheesy, very pithy, with very little content, um, not very elegant, not very buggy. There's there's that end, and then there's some apps that are wonderful and elegant and and enriching and uh, and filled with content and uh, and incredibly useful and user friendly. So they, there's really a broad spectrum of them out there, and I like to sift through all of them and and. And if they're, they're if they're a paid app, I will purchase the app and take it for a test drive. I think I think they're worth that. I think they're worth doing that. That's my personal investment in this project. And I want to. I don't want to put anything out there that I haven't tested myself. Or if it's a, I'm really not into the Android devices, but I have friends that are other Carmelites that are also, 
and I have them and family members, so I have them uh, do some test drives for me and get their opinions on certain things, certain apps that are out there that only come in Android. Well, I have a question. How do you ensure that all the material that that you're discerning, um, how do you make sure that it adheres to the teaching magisterium of the church? Because I know that's one thing that Catholics um, who are serious about their faith, they want to make sure they get the legit stuff. <laughs> exactly. You know, I and that's an excellent question, and we all should we all should be aware of that. Um, again, it is the internet. <laughs> By nature, it's going to have right. dubious materials out there. Uh, but one thing, um, that's a, a personal standard that I really I look for if I think it's important for the app that this really needs to come from a good source. Um, and I'm going to give you an example, like the like Confession app. There's, it's called Confession. That the, the developer says, you know, this is a guy, he did this as his own personal apostolate, and I think that's wonderful. But he went, he took the extra step and got it imprimatur from his local bishop. So I appreciate ah, that, and I yes. and that's something I want to put out there. Um, and and it is a good app, and it's a very popular app. Uh, but it does also have that that imprimatur from his local bishop because he's just produced that purely on his own. Now a lot of apps are strictly text that are just taking text that's already out there, documents, traditional Catholic prayers, that sort of thing, and putting repackaging them and putting them out there in a different way, rosaries, that kind of thing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just looking for artistic beauty. I'm looking for something that's functional, that, that works. That's really not, uh, adhering to teaching of the church magisterium, of teaching magisterium of the church for something text like that is not, not important because it's already been, been through that process. Um, but, right. but mm-hmm. other apps are coming to us from the, from developers who are from, uh, for instance, religious orders. So the Jesuits, the Dominicans, the Redemptorists, the Daughters of St. Paul, Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. These these religious I wish orders there were more have Carmelites. wonderful apps. <laughs> so there, we need some Carmelites in there. I'm just <laughs> yeah. That's a, a big hole. Um, reputable Catholic apostolates and, and confraternities are out there. Uh, some have received Vatican approval, like Ibrivery. Uh, some come from the uh, Pontifical Institute for Social Communication. Some, uh, I got another one, the Institute for Catholic Cultures, and another one. So they're from reputable sources where you know you really are going to need something um, to back this app up. Well, Jennifer, I know we only have about another minute before we take our break. Well, we take a break for station identification. But in this one minute before we break, can you just tell us, I mean, you've got Catholic in your name, Catholic aptitude. Do you have your bishop's approval to use Catholic in your name? Yes, I do. I do. And I, I asked him for that. Um, and, and he said, oh, Jennifer, absolutely, because he knows me. <laughs> he knows me well enough. <laughs> to put it that way. Uh, <laughs> He knows me well enough that I'm not not one to put anything questionable out there. So he says, "Yes, absolutely, you could you can use that. You can use the word Catholic." Oh, well, and and he uh, the bishop also uses a, a couple of Catholic apps. He and his his secretary uh, use a couple of apps when they're when they're traveling, particularly. And do you know on the diocesan website? Do they have a link to your uh, website? Wouldn't that be wonderful? 
Wouldn't that be wonderful? I mean, if he's going to back you, let's many put, it, right, put it up there. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's we, let's put the word new, out. Yeah, to, we have a, a new. Uh, all right, well, it's time for our break. So we're going to take our break, and we'll come back in just a few minutes to pick up for the rest of the story. Thank you. We'll be back soon. You shall cross the barren desert, but you shall not die of thirst. You shall wander far in safety, though you do not know the way. You shall speak your words in foreign lands, and love will understand. You shall see the face of God and listening to Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. When I return to our program, Carmelite Conversations. Welcome back to Carmelite Conversations. This is Francis Harry, and I have two guests that we're talking with today about Catholic apps. I have Tim Beat and Jennifer Kane, who is the founder of the CatholicAptitude.org website and blog. So um, we'd like to get back into our conversation, and I think Tim was going to lead off with a question here. So, Jennifer, as a secular Carmelite, what are your favorite apps? You mentioned asking other people what's on their phone. So what's on your phone? What are your <laughs> top three apps? <laughs> Great. Well, first of all, I have iBreeBree. Uh, that, is, to me, is the, for me anyway, not for everybody, but but certainly a lot of people, it's a very popular app for reading the Liturgy of the Hours, for accessing it. It has it in, um, uh, it's, it's, 
it's geared towards the United States. It does have that that uh, feature to it, and it comes in many languages. But I like I like it because it's laid out so beautifully and so well thought out. It still it retains the as much of the uh, look and feel of the printed version in terms of its its type font. And uh, just the overall look on the page is what we expect, what we're used to in the printed book. So it has that dignified feel to it when you read it. It's just not text on a white screen. Uh, they've done more with it, more artistically with it. And I think that's, to me, that's what I one of the things that I look for. Plus, it's very easy to use. It has a scroll feature, which I like, an automatic scroll that I can use on my iPhone. And it also has an audio feature, which is interesting. If you, I, I don't use it that often because I'm not into having my audio feature sound for the liturgy of the hours sound like a robot, which is that one does because mm-hmm. it's one of those text readers. But when you're driving in a, in a pinch and you can't read or low light or whatever, you, you can't have your cell phone on, it's nice to have that audio option. Um, also, I have iMissile for reading the the for the readings at Mass. Uh, my husband uses that as, as well. It's the only Catholic app on his phone. He, he uses that regularly. Oh. Uh, we both like that because it, it just, this, again, it displays nicely on our phone. We like the, the feature. It comes on very quickly. I don't have to scroll to find it. Uh, it's just two clicks, and I've got the readings. They're right there. Um, I also use iBrievery. Also, when we have, uh, I'm going back to iBrievery now, uh, for use of uh, the priests tend to like that one to use for their uh, for saying mass. Uh, they has a wonderful sacramentary on there, and you can scroll through that, and and it's got a pretty good uh, interface for them. Um, the other thing that I like on my phone are recordings, and these are in an app format. The little pod, little recordings um, through audio apps, and so you you see apps on the Catholic Aptitude website. You see the list of. They're all categorized. There's Bible apps, rosary apps, confession apps, Catholic calendars, uh, Catholic faith apps. There's all kinds of apps on there. But then I have a separate section on media, and you'll see under there there are uh, e-books and recordings. And on the recordings, uh, there is a company that came up with a whole bunch of vintage recordings of Catholic prayers, Catholic courses that you can take, um, uh, the uh, Catholic Saints, there's a Butler Book of Saints even even on there. Um, there's audio of uh, famous uh, preachers like Fulton Sheen, and so I love listening yeah, to that. Good. There's somebody that, that reads uh, the car- MP3 files from uh, sermons from Cardinal Newman and different works of Cardinal Newman. I love listening to that while I'm out driving or gardening or whatever mundane tasks I'm doing, I want to listen to something um, edifying, I will go to that. I will go to those recordings. So those would be kind of my top three. Well, now that we know your top three, Tim, what's on your phone? What are your top three apps and why? Actually, a lot of the the same ones. Um, iBrievery is the, the one that I use twice a day. Um, if not more, more often. And um, I, I hate to say it, but I, I don't actually own a print liturgy of the hours. Not you borrow your your wife's, right? <laughs> no, I only pray on the iPad. Is that um, right? And and for, and for me, it sounds kind of strange, but um, the um, the ability to have everything laid out in front of me 
is is less of a distraction right. than having to worry about turning and and um, and things like that. Well, let me ask you: when you're on your iPhone uh, doing mm-hmm. the iBreviary, and we're using the printed edition, and we're in community praying together. Is the translation exactly the same, or does it vary? The only thing that tends to be different now and then is the song. If, 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 the song, um, but, okay. But other, but other than that, um, it's almost identical. Now and then there'll be a, a, a small difference, um, but it's pretty close. Okay, because I know there's well. some other apps that people use, and they have different translations of the Psalms, and so that can be a problem with the community that is trying to pray all at once. So I was wondering about that. Well, okay, that was the number one app. What's the... Give us two more. But one of the other ones that I really like, though, um, I, I kind of hate to mention it because it's not available right now, is um, the Divine Office app, right. which has the Liturgy of the Hours, but it has audio. And they're going through some licensing issues right now. Um, but the cool thing about that is if you're in the car, it's real people praying. The music is beautiful. Um, and one of the things it tells you is who else is using the app, how many people right then. So really? it'll say 412 people are praying the office right now. And I think that's a beautiful connection as we're praying together um, around the world. And I'm hoping they were able to fix their the licensing issue so more people have that and especially if somebody um is uh, is older maybe they can't read as well um it's just it's very very beautifully done and that's the divine office yeah if you, it, okay. the website is divineoffice.org okay um a third one the um the third one um like Jennifer the uh, the audiobooks are a big thing to me so i use um audible which is a paid service and then I also use an app called Overdrive, which you can get free books from your local library. And I'll tell you why this is so important to me. I never have time to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started using audiobooks, I realized just in the car while I'm shaving and downtime and things like that, I get through 30 or 40 books a year now that, oh, wow. that, I, that I didn't get through before. That's huge. Um, it's it's very big. Um, and. Audible has some great titles. So it, it, on Audible, you can find The Way of Perfection, The Practice of the Presence of God, Ascent of Mount Carmel, Dark Night of the Soul, Interior Castle, Story of a Soul, oh, as yeah. well as some great classic um, Catholic fiction. And so it was interesting because we often say, well, what, I don't have the time to do this. Well, I went from reading almost no books to having um, being able to read 30 or 40 a year. And one of the things I like in formation is to read a book in print uh-huh. and then also listen to it. Oh yes. What what's the difference for that? Well, it's just you. I think you when you read, sometimes you skim over things, and you you different things hit you. And uh-huh. so um, I probably listened to the Way of Perfection oh, seven or eight times in the car, and every time you, something different um, hits you about it. And it's a dip. It's um, I guess it's just using different senses, but um, I really like that. And then the, the last thing on the audio is there's a, a, an app called the Audio Catholic Bible that's about $13. And it's rare audio versions of the Dewey Rames Bible. Uh-huh. And so that's something else. If you spend a lot of time in the car and you can listen to these things instead of listening to sports radio or talk radio or something like that, it can really be a great spiritual exercise. Well, that's wonderful. So... Um... Uh, I, I'm really glad you shared that. And I, and I can imagine going to a, a Carmelite Congress and asking everybody now, well, what's on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have asked other people, what, what games are you playing? <laughs> uh, but I'm not, uh, I don't have that much experience on all of this. So I, I'm, I'm just learning. <laughs> so Jennifer, recently on your website, I know you, you talked and wrote a little bit about a new app called um, beginning contemplative prayer by the Pauline Books and Media. Tell us a little bit about that app. 
Yes, um, and I, I'm not finished with with uh, reviewing it, it exactly, uh, and I will be blogging on this soon. But I'm I'm Nick. I match that app with another one from the Redemptorists that they just came out with with Mary Pray for Us. These two apps are really tremendous for helping people to pray, especially those who are. Uh, if you're a Carmelite, this is great because they're gonna they're gonna quote Saint Teresa, and <laughs> you're gonna be well on your way. And you've heard a lot of this stuff before. It's gonna be a nice refresher for you. But for it's really these apps are really designed for people who are, want to move beyond rote prayer, and they want to move beyond just saying the words and create and move into more contemplative prayer. And these help you help bridge that gap between rote prayer and moving on into contemplative prayer. And beginning contemplative prayer, that's the name of the app, by Pauline Books and Media. This is the Daughters of St. Paul that produced this, and many other nice apps out there. But they take the works of Sister Catherine Hermes, and she uh, has written about this extensively and um, had conferences on this. And so they, they created an app based on her step-by-step preparation for deep prayer with the Lord. And these are eight 25-minute audio prayer experiences. Now, again, mm. these when I talk about prayer experience, I'm going to throw another one at you, which is Pray As You Go, that the Jesuits put out. So there's three religious orders that put out nice apps that help you you know, it, it wade you, help to wait you to wade into these waters of deep prayer. And how, how do we begin to do that? They're going to use, like, Pray As You Go from the Jesuits. Again, that's a retreat format. Mary Pray For Us from the Redemptorist is a retreat format, but these are very short audio programs for the day. And just a few minutes, and they're going to walk you through an experience. And I started this out with this at Lent one year with Pray As You Go and loved it. And you can do this in the car, you can do this anywhere, and they're, but they're, they're an audio experience for the most part. Some of it is, is text reading, uh, depends on how they, the app is set up. They all have some audio with it. And I think that that's important because it's somebody praying with you and you have that sense that someone's walking with you in that prayer experience. But they really do take you through something quite, quite dramatic. And it's something that, that, it's transform can be transforming for the user, and that they they these are from religious orders that happen to do this very well, and they know right where to get to in just a few minutes of your time. They they understand you're busy, and so that's why I like those those three. Jennifer, can you tell us um, an example of how these prayer apps have helped you in your prayer life? Would you mind sharing that? Oh, sure. Um, with pray as you go, I'm as I said, I started out with, at Lent, but you can use they're on all year long. Um, but I just I dove into one of their Lenten programs that dealt with the women women in the Bible or women in the New Testament, I believe it was, and it was really lovely. First of all, they they have original music it blended in with it, and so they 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 walk and they walk you through step by step. They get you to settle down to calm your mind, which we all know is Carmelites. That's the first thing we need to do. We get in an environment right. to be able to pray, right, to be able to become um, in touch and in tune with our Lord. And 
we're trying to we're, we're trying to engage a relationship with God. This is this is no small thing, and these apps take this whole process very seriously. And, and as I said, they just they have a way of gently using gentle language, even okay, gentle voices, and walking you through clearing your mind, relaxing, and then starting to engage, and they'll give you some thoughts, some mental imagery, they'll read scripture, and I think scripture is so incredibly important um, in our spiritual journey and in becoming more in in tune and in contact with with our Lord, and part of our relationship is listening to to His Word. And so these are all, so these are wonderful elements blended in. They're going, the Redemptorists are going to use a lot of Alphonsus Liguori, for instance. Uh, so, those, so some of the writings of the saints and their uh, particular m- means of entering into contemplative prayer are going to come into play. And certainly with the Jesuits, they're going to be very Ignatian. And so that's, I've, so I've walked to- through that personally with these apps and I'm finishing up the uh, beginning of the contemplative prayer and their step by step. Uh, prayer experiences that they'll bring you with, uh, bring you through. And, um, and I found these to be incredibly edifying personally. Well, you get me excited. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get to my cell phone and try to find these and and experience them because that sounds wonderful. I'm really glad you're bringing that to our attention. So, um, Tim, I know you, you're pretty new to the Carmelite community, and I know in the beginning they, they emphasized the six M's uh, for a secular discalced Carmelite. Tell us what the six M's are so everybody knows, and then tell us how technology helps you in your personal life to live out the six M's. That's a great question, Francis. So, so the six M's are meditation, morning and evening prayer, mass, Mary, meetings, and mission. And there are so many ways that we've already talked about. Um, I'm just going to kind of go over a few that I think are kind of neat. Um, so one thing, meditation. You've done quite a few programs on Carmelite conversa- conversations about um, the holy face of Jesus. Right. Yeah. So here's a great one for people. It's not even an app. Go into any search engine, type in holy face, and hundreds of photos have come up. And save those to the camera roll on your phone. And no matter where you are, you can bring up photos of, of Jesus' face. And one of the things that I like to do is on my phone, for instance, I said earlier that people look at their phone 150 times a day, make the holy face the, the wallpaper on your phone. Oh, yes. And you look at Jesus' face 150 times a day. Oh, yes. So it, it's a, just an example of the way that we get caught up in the technology, but seeing Jesus' face 150 times a day can also bring you back and help you to recollect yourself a little bit. Oh, that's a very good point. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, um, the Liturgy of the Hours. There are so many great um, apps out there for morning and evening prayer uh, that we've talked about. Um, mass. There's some great um, apps that have the uh, the Missal. Um, there's an app called Laudate that has the daily Mass readings, the order of the Mass. So there's some um, great things out there um, like that. So many Rosary apps. 
and uh, Marian apps that are out there for um, for different meditations. Um, one of the things that I use at our, our meetings is there's a great app, and it's free. It's a Catholic hymnal app, and it doesn't have the actual music, just the lyrics to a, a thousand different um, hymns. And I'm always, mm-hmm. when at the end of our meetings, when we sing Salve Regina, I can never find it in the hymnal, but I have it bookmarked, <laughs> and I'm already using my iPad, and so it just kind of pops right up. So oh, it's kind of nice to have there. Uh-huh. Um, we, we always say that we always sing together the Salve right. Regina at the end of our meetings, yeah. um, at the end of our Beautiful. holy hour. We, we got it. I think mission is one of the biggest ones, um, though. When you think about, there's some great Facebook groups just for Carmelites. There's Carmelite Conversations has its own Facebook page, and it makes you feel connected to um, a much larger um community. There are so many podcasts out there. And I think as we look at how do we share with other people, you have to share with them where they are and where they are is on their phones. And so Mm -hmm. oftentimes I think for somebody um, to be able to share uh, an inspirational scripture quote or whatever it might um, be using social media is going to be the easiest way to reach people and to bring Jesus to them. And that's probably why Facebook got so popular there, uh, because oh, there's a new way to to connect with people instantaneously. It's pretty amazing. So, um, well, Jennifer, I'm going to ask you this question: um, Do you see a void in the Catholic apps? Um, do you see any trends that are developing for the future? And and what about virtual reality applications? Right. Well, segueing off of what. Tim said earlier about pictures, for instance, because I'm going to, I'm, my, my concern is beauty, and I want to get into that in a second, but Tim talked something about, about pictures, and, and the Redemptorist, uh, in Denver, Colorado, who put out this Mary Pray for Us app, and I, I say that just because I, I just have spent a lot of time with it the last few days. One of the things they say in their YouTube videos, which they include in the app, which I love, uh, one of the Redemptorist priests talks um, is part of their programming in this app. And he said, of course, they have the custody of the original icon of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rome at the St. Alphonsus Liguori Church. And they're celebrating their 150th anniversary right now of that, of that custody of that image. And he said, you know, you spend so much time, we spend so much time looking at these screens. What if we looked at icons? And I thought, that is amazing. That is an incredible way to open up uh, a meditation, as Tim was saying, by looking at pictures. Again, the face of Jesus or these, or or icons. But one of the things that is made that Father, or Bishop Robert Barron has, has stated that, 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 one of the appeals of his programming is beauty. And he knows that we can't always hit people with text and doctrine. We, we've had to first introduce ourselves and introduce our faith sometimes with just look at how beautiful we are. Look at the beautiful things that we've created inspired by our faith and our, our Catholic tradition. Look at the beautiful artwork that is, that we have out there. Look at our beautiful churches. It, uh, Tim mentioned something about Facebook and, and uh, I, I run a Facebook page for our parish website, and we've had some very popular posts on there on different different topics and things going on at the parish, that kind of thing. But I'll tell you one of our most popular posts we've ever put on there was several professionally done photographs of the interior of our church, because it's just so mm-hmm. gorgeous. And 
that just blew up on Facebook when we put those out there. People were sharing it right and left, and, oh, the church looks so beautiful, and, you know, and, and we had no idea. And then we were saying, hey, stop in and see it. You know, so this whole thing of art and beauty that I think needs to, I see that void in apps. Um, There's a a great example of what I'm talking about in terms of sheer beauty in an app and elegance in the the whole user experience, and that's an app called The Mass Explain. Unfortunately, it's only available on iPads in Apple version, you know, so iPads and only mm-hmm. uh, the generations after the first one. And this is something that a developer, uh, Dan Gonzalez, Gonzalez, who is a, uh, and obviously an artist himself, put together to explain. It's like a little textbook that explains the math to you using gorgeous imagery and, and animation and audio and video, and he mixes it all in there, and it's just an absolutely uh, gorgeous experience to learn about something as exalting and beautiful as the Mass. And so why not? We're, we're talking about very exalted subjects. Our relationship with God, becoming closer to God, becoming, um, uh, getting to know Our Lady better. And what better way to do that than in these personal apps that exploit that experience of, the, from, of this personal medium, but let's make them beautiful. So that's one of the things that, that I see lacking. Also, we had talked about, you know, we need more Carmelite material out there. We need the Carmelite order to come out, and, and like some of these other religious orders have done, um, and really put out some good quality apps that, that to, to help uh, teach the world about this, this whole uh, beautiful arena of contemplative prayer, um, going through the dark night, you know, some of our teachings of St. John of the Cross, becoming little, and what does that mean? And these, some of the profound teachings of Therese of Lisieux. Um Now we have a new Carmelite saint coming up with Blessed uh, Elizabeth of the Trinity, October 16th. She's right. going to be canonized. There should be a whole app on yeah. her uh on, on her theology, uh, particularly in relation to the Trinity. So all of these things, I and mean, we right. could, the, the Carmelite Liturgy of the Hours needs to be, <laughs> it would be great to have in, that, in, a, in an app as well. Okay. Well, we, Tim, you had a question. You want to go ahead? Um, I just want to ask you, um, Jennifer, what kind of questions do you get on your website? Well, like, what's the most common question you get from people? Sure. Well, actually, they're really looking for, uh, I would say, more things specific to their needs. So they'll say, hey, I need a, I need a, I'm looking for a, a missile app that has the antiphons in it that, you know, for uh, beginning of Mass and, and then the communion antiphon. Well, <laughs> you know, okay, that's a very specific request. They're looking for a rosary that has a certain feature to it, or, or perhaps they'd like to have a nice. What's the best quality app of a particular liturgy of the hours or missile that's free? Some people want want are looking for the missile in nineteen six from nineteen sixty two, so they want the extraordinary mm-hmm. form of the mass, and there is a wonderful app out there for that. So those are very specific questions because. Uh, Looking for apps that are really tailored to 
their particular needs and how they like to pray the rosary, uh, how they, uh, you know, they're just looking for very very specific features, and so I'll try to guide them into uh, which apps might be best suited for them. It's like trying on clothes. (laughs) These are very personal (laughs) items. Apps are, Catholic apps are for sure. And so you want to make, they just will, they'll reach out with their questions just to make sure that they're getting something that is going to fit, fit them. Well, Jennifer, I know there's a lot more questions that we could ask you. I was thinking of Marian apps and Pope apps and Pope Francis and uh, more uh, church manners using your apps. Uh, but I think we're just going to have to have you back for another like conversation. How's that sound? That would be wonderful. But I encourage them, you know, if you can, if you can just go to CatholicAptitude.org, you're going to see all the different categories of apps that are out there. Uh, Bibles are one, one source of, uh, rich source of Bibles that are out there that do, that are wonderful. Uh, they have so many intriguing features in them. And so, um, and they're, and I, you know, we made sure to find out, find the good Catholic Bibles that are out there. So, yeah, lots of topics. Wonderful. Well, I've I've been visiting it lately in preparation for this interview with you, and I'm looking forward to uh, trying out some of the things you've mentioned tonight. And and yes, we indeed we want to have you back. And I just want to thank you for your time and your energy. And and Tim, thank you because you're the one that got me motivated into this whole thing. And I'm I'm actually getting a good education here, and uh, I think it's done a, a lot of service for a lot of our listeners. So thank you, Tim, and I hope you'll be back with us as well it's been fun all right all right so again that's uh catholicaptitude.org a testament to digital ministry with jennifer kane that's the website to go to so we're going to close now um uh, this evening and i picked this prayer from pope pius the 12th it was uh, a prayer used in the book Divine Intimacy by Father Gabriel St. Mary Magdalene that we so often use. And it's in honor of Our Lady, of course, on this solemnity of the Assumption. So let us pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Immaculate Virgin, Mother of God and Mother of Men, we believe with all the fervor of our faith in your triumphal assumption, both body and soul, into heaven, where you are acclaimed as queen by all the choirs of angels and all the legions of the saints. And we unite with them to praise and bless the Lord who has exalted you above all other pure creatures and to offer you the tribute of our devotion and our love. From this earth over which we tread as pilgrims, Comforted by our faith in the future resurrection, we look to you, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Draw us onward by the gentleness of your voice, so that one day, after our exile, you may show us Jesus, the blessed fruit of your womb. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. We're so glad you joined us on Carmelite Conversations. We'll be back with you next week with a guest, Colleen Solinger, on teaching contemplative prayer to children. So I hope you'll tune. Meanwhile, God bless you. Good night.
a hope and a future.